hey there everybody, we're here with another Life Downloaded. It is Friday, it is 12 o'clock, as promised we are here. I am here with my lovely podcast wife, who I'd never be without in this kind of situation, the glamorous, the wonderful Samantha Rank. Say hi, Sam. Hi everyone, I'm not feeling very glamorous today, I'm feeling exhausted. So expect a grumpy Samantha today. I'm sure you're all really excited to hear that. A grumpy, <laughs> a grumpy Samantha. Oh, no. I, I shall do I it know. to make you happy. There you go. I know, please. Yes, please. Yes, please. For those that are listening on the podcast, I've just sort of done tap dancey hands. Um, yes. And to get ahead of ourselves this week, because we always, always leave this to the last minute. I know. For those that are watching... Um, and need us to audio describe ourselves. Hi everybody, I am Dan. I am a mid-30s white man with blonde, getting longer every week, curly hair. Um, I'm wearing sort of an acry bluey green t-shirt. And I am Samantha. I am a wheelchair user. Um, I have got two kind of French plaits on either side of my head. I look very Britney Spears-esque, but obviously not as cute and sexy because... I'm not feeling it at the moment. I'm not feeling it. I've got my got my glasses on today, and I've got this this like dress on, which looks like it should go in the bin because it's so washed out. But it's from All Saints, and it's kind of the style where you pay a stupid amount of money for a top that looks like you've battered it around and rubbed stones on it and thrown it around, um, and then put a really expensive price tag. So, uh, the whole shabby chic thing, shabby chic. Yeah, I bought it on eBay, so I'm not actually that pretentious. There you go. I'm not. I'm that kind of person. I go for the really expensive stuff, but try and find a way of buying it dirt cheap. Sensible. Probably shouldn't say that, should I? Sensible, so. but also good for the environment. Let's be fair. Absolutely, lootly. Because you know, we've got to look after the environment. Uh, reuse recycle all that kind of stuff sandra hello rachel hello everybody's saying hello this afternoon hi everybody hello welcome welcome my god i feel really bad because we've been like pushing for everyone to join us this week and this is the week where i feel like most deflated and i just had an email from like my agent asking about something you know when you're like i i don't I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know when I agree to do that. And now I'm a bit panicked. And I'm like, what have I, like, it's not in my calendar. Where is it? I don't know. And why am I supposed to be doing something for something? And it's a bit scary. I don't want to cry a little bit. But that's fine. No crying as of yet. I'll, no. I'll leave that tonight when I'm downing my uh, alcoholic beverage. No, don't don't cry. We'll, we'll, we'll make you feel more positive. Um you know, we'll, we'll do what we can. But if you need to cry, we're all friends here. No, do you know what? I, I was on the verge of crying yesterday. And it's really, do you know, it's really, it sounds quite a privileged thing to say. Work is going really well at the moment. We've obviously got um, International Women's Day coming up on Monday. So I've got I've got three times of the year where I'm really, really busy. So we've obviously got when it's um, Disability History Month, International Day of disabled people um and then which is like november december time yeah and then obviously at the beginning of the year there's a few major kind of events like international women's day and i'm always in demand and i'm super grateful for it but it's it is one of the points where i, I you you can get overwhelmed and for 
all of you that have been following my journey because I am still up north. I'm hopefully going back to London uh, next week, fingers crossed. Not that I want to leave my mum because it's been so lovely spending time with her. But from a practical point of view, you know, it is an inaccessible home, which has completely stripped me of my independence. So psychologically, that's really taken a, a hit. But then also on a practical level, you know, when you're super, super busy, but you aren't in your own environment in the sense that I can't just get up in the morning and go where, where, you know, like I, I have to kind of wait for my mum. And my mum's been really, really, really not well for the past few days. In fact, she's not really left her bed. So that means you've got a mother that kind of isn't there to assist me. And then you've kind of got the busiest kind of week ahead or, you know, people kind of wanting a lot from you. I kind of, I nearly lost my shit yesterday, if I'm honest. Um, I never, do you know what, Dan? I never ever um, have moments where I'm like, I wish I could walk. I wish I could, you know, I've never, I don't have that kind of, oh, cure me kind of moment. However, yesterday I was like, it'd be so nice if I could just go for a run and clear my head or go for a run, find like a field and scream, like just scream. And I was even feeling myself snapping at my cats, which is awful, which I never do. And then I feel really guilty for snapping at the cats. However, I vented on Twitter, which is my, you know, go-to place to vent, which is really great because I feel, I do feel very supported by the disability community on there. And I just said, today, I just don't, I feel like uh, I have, you know, I don't feel supported. And I feel that some of the barriers I'm, facing at the moment which are specifically related to my impairment um you know I feel like I have to divulge too much to non-disabled peers mm-hmm. um and, and I'm struggling to articulate the fact that do you know what things are tough for me at the moment and I'm struggling with all your requests and there's that fine line of I shouldn't have to say that do you know what? I've not been able to get in the shower for the past few days because my mum's not been very well. And that's why I don't want to Zoom because I don't feel like I want to go on a Zoom or, you know, I'm having to struggle because the gripper that I have, my helping hand that I have at my mum's house is about an inch or two too short. So I'm having to bend over. So I've got backache. And I know it all sounds, I suppose, to some people like not a big deal, but when you're living this day in day out and you're really struggling with just day-to-day tasks and then having to manage your your work life you know um it, I, I think that sometimes if you don't sometimes I feel trapped like if I don't divulge or tell tell my truth to people they get a little bit shirty I got a really passive aggressive email from one person that was trying for some time to set up an interview with me like it was pro bono so I wasn't being paid for it and you know every time I kind of offered days where I was physically able to do it they they weren't available and I got a message saying I'm going to give this one last go to to do this interview and I just I felt like excuse my language I felt like going oh fuck off like actually fuck off I'm really struggling I'm doing you a favor right now um and it's Dan I don't know whether you feel this it's that fine line of if you just go I can't do that right now people get arsy with you you're you're unprofessional you're not a team player you're lazy but if you start going well actually do you know what um I can't even go to the toilet today because my mum's not well and I need help in you know what I mean all the if you go into the nitty-gritty of disabled life then you kind of get them oh I won't get it now like the pity 
the pity inside, but they kind of back off from you. I'm a bit like, I shouldn't have to go down that rabbit hole of telling people my intimate, you know, stories. Hashtag I'm talking about it on here, but I feel very safe in this environment because I know the people that follow you know, or, or sympathetic. Sorry, I know I'm going on and I will let you, I will let you chip in. But I just, do you know what I mean? I just felt really like, oh, yeah, that's how I felt yesterday in particular and a little bit like that today. Oh, and that's entirely fair enough, you know, and, and this is, this is what we sort of brought Life Downloaded together for is not necessarily for, for you to have, a space to ramp but to show the to show <laughs> the bit. realism of of our lives and disabled people's lives and the things we have to do um and the things we have to deal with both positive and negative you know that we do we do the flip side we try to balance um but i totally get it um you know as disabled people we're so often asked intimate details for things whether it be benefit applications, whether it be our ability to do things work-wise, um, you know, they're, they're questions that we deal with regularly. This happens on a regular basis. It's not just a once-in-a-blue-moon question. So, you know, even if it's a random person in the street that just goes, you know, that wonderful phrase that 99% of disabled people have heard at some point in their life where they go, so what's wrong with you then? You know, it's it's that kind of thing. We're constantly barraged with, with questions like that. And so when, when you're dealing with stuff and you've got lots of work stuff coming in and all those kind of things, and especially in the industry that we're in, where it's fast-paced yeah. and people want things yesterday and people you know don't the industry isn't conducive to needing to take a break in any way shape or form um it can get on top of you and it's perfectly okay to say it can but it's it's again finding those spaces where you feel comfortable to and and saying it to somebody that you're in a work relationship with can be challenging because you yeah. don't want to be replaced <laughs> like it's a, no. it's as flat out as that you don't want to be replaced and, so, and the thing is no one no because I, I had a, a really um humbling response from people on twitter a lot of people dm'd me and said exactly that that you know I, I shouldn't be put in that position and actually no one put me in the position no one actually asked no one prodded and probed it was me mm. me um feeling like I had I had to divulge so people would message me asking me for very simple things like can I get a quote for this for Monday and if I didn't get back to them like within x amount of hours they were like hi just, just nudging you for this quote and I and then I felt and then I got on the defense going whoa it's back off like back off like give me a minute like I'm in pain right now I'm you know so no one asked me, like, why aren't you getting back to me? What are the reasons for? But I felt like I need to get them off my back. Mm. I felt like I needed to be e explicit. Maybe I need to be more comfortable going, I'll get back to you when I get back to you. You know what I mean? Maybe that's a, a character flaw in myself where I, I um, you know, feel this internalised kind of ableism, I suppose, what it is that is I need to 
you know, um, uh, uh, overcompensate for my disability or explain things to people. But I think the main message, you know, or the main thing that I want, you know, from non-disabled people and people who call themselves allies and want to work with us and want to, you know, be inclusive and think about disability um, is that I want you to preempt our needs. So as much as you can. Yeah. As much as you can, you know, obviously you're never going to know what it's like to, to to live my experience. And, you know, that's why I don't use the term empathy, rather sympathy. But, you know, if you're dealing with someone who's been open about, I'm open about my brittle bones and that I am in pain or I and a, and a byproduct is fatigue. It's like I would just look for someone to go, do you know what? They've not got back to me. And instead of going rush, 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 I'm actually going to say, just checking in that you're all right or give them a few extra hours, mm. you know, because in your own mind you thought, ah, they've told me that they struggle with fatigue. So maybe I'm not going to be like overbearing on them. And I don't actually think that is too much to, to, you know, kind of implement in your work because as a teacher, when I work with send kids, you know, or, or whatever, a mixed, you know, a mixed sets of group groups of kids. I had to do something we call differentiation. Mm. That is a word for you. You know, I had That's to. a big word for lunchtime. I had morning. to. <laughs> I had to differentiate the work in my classroom. I had thirty-five kids of different abilities. You know, some that were kind of um, uh, uh, um, high flight, not high flight. What is the correct term? My my brain is really, really on a go flow today. I really apologise. You know, you had kids that were kind of top of the class that were exceeding their average, you know, peers. And then you had kids that, you know, were, were classified as, you know, SEND kids. But I, they were all in the same class together. And I had to ensure that my, um, my pace, my tone, um, you know, everything incorporated everyone in that class. So I think we put so, and that came under, you know, Every Child Matters, which is, you know, kind of the gospel of, you know, uh, anyone that teaches children. And I just think, why can we not do this within a working environment? You know, why do you, you know, I, I do, I feel very much under pressure, like you said, that if I, if I turn around and go, I can't right now, can you give me an extension or I'm facing this, maybe they'll go to someone else. And I don't know, it might be, it might be my own, um, uh, you know, kind of insecurities there. But to be honest, I have had lived experience of that as well. So I'm not kind of manifesting this in my in my mind, you know, and creating a bigger issue than it actually is. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a combination of all of the above, I think. And I think yeah. I think I don't think you know it's it's solely a disabled person issue either. I think society feels it generally, but yeah. because we are in this this society and we are in this you know thing of you have to and we're fed by government and the media that you have to be productive you have to do you have to get fit you have to do this you have to do that you know whether that's the right thing or wrong thing it's it's a big strong narrative within media and and social structure i'm getting really right. deep um, <laughs> um the to break that cycle is hard to break that cycle is really hard and you need to break that cycle as an individual is even harder yeah. so it's about big groups of people getting together 
and going, this isn't working, we need to change how we work mm. and making a conscious effort from society as a whole, I think. Um, but, you know, there's that thing of you, you work on yourself as well. So it's a really big mixture. Absolutely. And I, I do feel, you know, I like me kind of, so I've been in London now, so February was my nine-year nine kind of anniversary. Um, but, yeah, I know, I'm, I'm, I made it. Um, but prior to that, I so I used to have PTSD as a child from hospital and then losing a parent very young. Um, and how that man- manifested was night terrors, um, you know, absolute anxiety. I used to get extremely um, worried all the time, worried about my other parent dying, worried about fracturing worried just everything worried me and even I was thinking back when I had my first teaching position I used to cry like a lot you know and and, and I was I don't even want to use the word sensitive I was just hyper emotional to if if you know anyone had a crossword with me or if anyone didn't think I was pulling my weight or if anyone you know kind of said Samantha like you're talking too much for you you know kind of concentrate on the work that's at hand I used to take everything really really deep you know I am I am definitely an empath and I've definitely worked on myself I've definitely been more assertive in the sense of saying no to things mm. now um you know even before Christmas in I had a bit of a meltdown and I said to my agent look like clear my clear my calendar you know and I've never done that um and that was for paid work unpaid work I hate letting people down so I've definitely improved in that sense I say no to things um I'm even gonna have a word with the metro because next week's gonna be chocker and then I'm traveling on the weekend so you know when we get off from this I'm gonna message the the metro which who I write for regularly and they're always really great to be honest they're amazing um and I'm gonna say can I extend you know instead of next Tuesday I want to you know extend the deadline and whereas there would be a time where I wouldn't and I physically make myself ill at night and wake up and have panic attacks and physically be sick you know, so I do feel like I've grown and maybe I do need to express myself a bit better. I think just in the moment, in the moment when you feel like people just aren't, aren't taking your needs into consideration and sometimes maybe I do need to verbalise it a little bit more. But it's just, you know what it is? I think as disabled people, we have to take on so much ourselves. And even though we can be surrounded by, you know, our parents, our family, friends, you know, they, they don't, they're never going to get it. They're never going to get it. And sometimes you can feel really lonely as a disabled person, you know, even though you've got other disabled friends. But our our, our experience of disability is, is so unique. Mm. And I think that's what it is. Sometimes I get frustrated because it's the, I feel, I feel lonely. Let's get deep. Let's get really deep. Yeah, I feel, yeah, lo- I feel lonely. And what I'm saying is when I snap at people, when I say to people, look back off, why, you, you know, I, why are you pestering me for this work? I'll get it to you. You know, I'm a professional. I think what I'm actually saying is I feel lonely. I just want a little bit more support from everybody in my life. I want you to recognize the barriers I face and um, uh, and acknowledge that and, and you know, not leave it up to the, the, the person with a disability, the individual, to work around you. Yeah. and your needs and your schedule and the way you work I think that's probably what I'm that's what I'm ultimately saying to people it's like I'm tired it's a little bit like dating you know when I said about I have trouble with dating 
Um, and, and it's that whole fatigue of having to educate people. I want to date someone. I'm not saying they're going to be a whiz at um, disability rights, but I don't have the energy to educate someone on the basics of disability. You know, when you get, I get comments from guys going, so can you move your legs then? It's like, why wouldn't I be able to move my legs? Because in your mind, the way you've stereotyped disability is mm. you see wheelchair user, you know, it's tiring. Being disabled is tiring. Can I get an amen? Amen. I think you can. I'm reading. I'm reading the comments because we've got a lot of people joining us live today. Hey, everybody! If you wanna, if you wanna add in the YouTube comments, if you wanna tweet in the Twitter thing, if you're joining us on Twitter, you can. I, pro I promise we're more lively normally. We can, we can I promise we're not just But the lovely Adam Pearson is here. Hi, Adam. He says. Adam, Adam. He's had all these feelings too. It's nice to know he's not the only one. The amazing Dr. Amy Kavanagh has just given you an amen. Amy, Amy. She's like, ableism is an isolating experience. Rachel on Facebook has turned around and said she gets it. Being a wheelchair user, some days even lifting a spoon can be hard and it's hard to explain that to people. So there's lots of people fe feeling your vibe right now, Sam. Oh my so, God, it actually make me... I won't cry because I think that if I start to cry, my bladder might go and I do need a wee. Already? Um, We've only I, just started. I know, I know these are two different entities, but I feel like I literally, I, I, bent, I bent forward on my bed like yesterday to give my cat to give my cat a love and my bladder just went a little bit. I was like, wow, this is fun. This is fun. This is what 30s look like. Whoa, great. And also my underarm hair is just crazy like it's it's like your hair on top of your head <laughs> i don't know what i don't know when that happened i don't know how it happened and there's always a patch so there's always a patch where i seem to constantly miss in the shower and i'm a glasses wearer so when i'm in the shower yeah, you, i can't you, see i can't it's even it's even more you know worse, less, yeah. less of a, a, a likelihood that i will catch all the stray hairs um <laughs> but uh, but yeah I think I could plat them, plate them, plat them, plate plat them, plat them, plat them. I'd go with plat them. You, you yeah. could plate them. So, I don't know if anybody would eat them, but you could. I mean, I mean, I, part of me is just a bit like go with it. You're you're, you're becoming a natural woman. The good thing is, though, the good thing is the good thing because of my condition, I literally can't lift my arms higher than that. So technically, I could just I could just get away with it you until they, they until they start dangling in my wheelchair. Do you know like, what? I, I'm, I'm going to open up to the world now. I am... I'm scared. You what? I'm scared. You're scared. No, I am a man in the world that does shave under my arms. What? Why? Why yeah. would you do this? Um, not that sounded really judgy. Not, That's not, <laughs> yeah, not super regularly, but it, it stems back to my wrestling days. Um, because, you know, when you've, got a, when you've got a guy in a headlock... You don't want him to be able to... Oh, now I've got a bad visual and I don't want to have that visual. <laughs> to pull your armpit hair, so... Armpits, sweaty armpits. Um, <laughs> we move on to something... We, we can move on if you like. We can move, move on, on if you like. Um, I don't know. No offence to guys that like to roll around and smell one another's armpits. I'm sure there's... We there's... don't smell each other's armpits. I think you do, though, don't you? It's a competitive you? sport. I think you do, though. I think you've just called it a competitive sport just so that you can smell each other's armpits. Uh, that's just my opinion. Well, Others can have their own. That 
uh, that Adam reckons I'm now going for sponsorship from Manscaped. If Manscaped are watching, I'm up for a sponsorship. Go for it. Go for it. Or like, I don't know, Dove or, or links, uh, links. Oh my God, yes. Why? Right. So this is really good. So this is, gonna, this is a really good segue that I just came up with. Into Go, our for next combo. Go for it. Maybe we should do a Twitter for Dan to be the next links man, because in the links adverts, um, the men spray themselves and become like a babe magnet. And obviously that's spinning a lot of people's views on disability and sex and relationships on its head. So not only will we get you a prime prime nationwide commercial, because, I mean, who doesn't want that? Um, you probably get free links, which is a bit like, oh, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> but you know, we'll, we'll we'll pretend that I didn't say that because obviously we want sponsorship. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then and then oh, maybe it might make people think about um, disability and relationships um, a little bit in a more um, nicer way than maybe what we're seeing right now. And I know that I maybe, spoke maybe. Adam last night, lovely Adam, who sends me inappropriate messages. No, he doesn't. <laughs> They're all the, 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 most of the time. He just keep his clothes on. Um, <laughs> Uh, sorry Adam yes so um, we're not going to go to we're not going to talk too much about the ins and outs but there was um, a a lot of Twitter activity Twitter activity um, about two comedians that um, did a sketch about disabled women in particular and it was just I mean it it upset me to quite a substantial amount of they were making fun out of cat, like the catfishing which is where where you you know meet someone and they're not who they are meant to be and they were talking about wheelchair users but then they went really really deep into well well would you date someone in a wheelchair it depends what type of wheelchair if they're in an electric wheelchair then no and if it was just it, it, there's comedy and then there's pure discrimination ableist disgusting human beings mm-hmm. and then as it's kind of panned out because they got a lot of pressure and rightly so from um the disability community they kind of did a, a bit of a naff statement saying that we don't want to offend anyone bloody blah, blah too late guys um and and you know we, they want to continue the conversation and i know that adam has asked me whether i would talk to them or and it definitely needs to be a female about this oh, and probably it's just a little bit like again where i am right now why should we be educating people on their blatant ableist attitudes? Mm. You know what I mean? Do, do we have to highlight when people are being homophobic or racist or sexist? Not really anymore. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I just don't, there's just no room for this type of ignorance mm. and, the, and the, the harm that it actually does. It's perpetuating a negative stereotype that not only you know, is on the surface, you know, discriminatory, but it actually cuts deep, you know. I know for a fact, I know for a fact that I am still single because I've got a lot of internalised shit going on where men have, you know, treated me as objects of their sexual fetish or, you know, not seen me worthy enough of of dating, you know, or I'll I'll hold your hand when when we're not in public and then when we're, you know, that kind of thing. So it, it psychologically, that is... A big mind fox. Oh yeah. My language. I'm using the F word quite a lot today. Right, I feel it's appropriate. We're just, we're you know just what I mean? With the explicit label, we're allowed. Um, yeah, but, but but you know, like I, 
I, I don't think I could be in a room with these two gentlemen, even though they they are open to learning, quote unquote, mm. um, without really seeing red. Because I'm, uh, I know I, I come across quite nice and peace loving, but I can, uh, you know, I, I have a real tipping point, and when I see red, I just go for the jugular, and I become quite a nasty person. Mm. Years of bullying, years of bullying trained you well. It does, it does. But no, um, I've seen the, I've seen the clip that. We're talking about. I've seen the, the, quote unquote apology, that we are talking about. I say that in air air quotes because, much like many members of our audience, including Adam and the Dr. Amy Kavanagh, I feel like I have to full name you. Doctor I know, right? I like that though. And when because, I become a doctor, you just, have to just do the same. When Amy I become Kavanagh a princess, is, is a you have to call princess. me princess all the okay. time. Princess Samantha Rankin, Dr. Yeah, Amy Kavanagh. No, yes, exactly. Yes. Um, <laughs> but, and for me, as, as a guy who is a friend with lots of wheelchair using ladies, um, and a wheelchair user myself, and all that kind of stuff. It made me angry, and just because of the nature of who I am, there was part of me that went, right, I'm putting my wrestling boots on, I'm getting my clothes, <laughs> I'm going up to Liverpool, and I'm putting these guys in a headlock. I'm putting these guys in a headlock, and I'm not going to um, shave my armpits. <laughs> but, but then I went, at the same time, it, it's stronger coming from ladies like yourself than it is from from me being sort of the white knight white knight man. Uh, I will happily be that white knight man if you ask me to, but you have to ask me to first. Um, but well, I, yeah. you, you entirely have my my support without question. Um, but I, I I can't see um, I can't see how. Talking the way they were talking in such a degrading manner, not only to women, but disabled women and disabled people in general. I can't see how they they didn't identify how out of uh, like bang out of order that was. And that's that's my problem. Mm. You know, like like they knew they were being cruel. They knew they were, you know, kind of targeting disabled people uh, uh, in, a, in in just a disgusting dehuman, dehumanizing manner so i i just think people like this you know i don't know i don't think they're ever going to learn because that wouldn't even as a comedian i don't think i would ever go that low about anyone or anything you know mm. unless unless you know the only the only kind of i mean not 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 on that scale that they went to but only if I am talking about uh, my own lived experience, and you know, we have disabled comedians that kind of, you know, Lee lost Lee uh, lost voice guy. You know, mm-hmm. he, he jokes about disabled parking, etc. But but it, it it kind of it's it kind of makes you feel sick when someone appropriates someone's um, marginalization, and I think that's what it comes down to. They appropriated our daily struggles and our daily, you know, kind of discrimination for at the expense of 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 us. And I think that's what that's what's disgusting. And there's there's a level of doing it too. Um, you know, there are comedians that walk the line, um, and some people like them, some people don't. Jimmy Carr is one of those comedians. 
I get on very well with Jimmy. I find he's a gentleman. Every interaction I've had with him. Um, and he's made some controversial jokes in his time mm-hmm. about disabled people. But it was it was a very different level. Yeah. Um, in the fact that he said one one ben, one of the jokes that he got pulled up on years ago was the fact that he went one of the benefits of us having lots of injured veterans is a Paralympic team is going to be amazing. <laughs> like, well, but that I mean, you can see the that for me, I don't find that um, because that's actually seeing disabled people in what they can achieve and mm-hmm. you know seeing them in a, in a very natural light. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Whereas what we witness on these two gentlemen say it, and basically also saying that. If you don't disclose your disability when you're on a date, then you are the, the scum of the earth. And I thought, do you know what? Maybe all men need to disclose the size of their penis before I go on a date with them. Because is that not the same premise? Because I want to know what I'm getting. You might have a teeny tiny puncher. And I'm not up for that. That that makes me nervous because, honestly, I've never measured it. <laughs> no, but, you, but you, I mean, I never would. But do you know what I mean? No, like, exactly. you, like, you don't, like, just because you have a physical disability or, or even a hidden disability, doesn't it's no one's business. And you shouldn't feel that pressure to have to disclose that no. to anybody. You know, I, you know, but, I mean. How many people have got like skeletons in their closet? Like everybody on a first date hides something. Mm. Everybody. Even, I mean, people even say you can be married, like you never know anyone. Even if you're married to them and live with them, you actually never know what's inside someone's head. And that is absolutely true. So even that just kind of blew my mind. And it kind of demonized disabled women saying that you're being shifty or shady because you didn't disclose your disability it's like well you might be an absolute knobhead you didn't disclose that did you it's true it's true sam dropping truth bombs in the words of the sorry i feel like i need to then who i'm gonna full name again um she says oh sam you're a legend so it's it's safe to say um you know that generally our audience agrees with you as do i um and it's rubbed the scar in my eyeball. That's really unpleasant. Oh, there you go. Doing really well today. Oh, I'm grumpy. But you, oh, see, but you see, this is this is one of those as well, and it's something else that came up on Twitter during the week. Um, oh, Twitter, we do love you. We, we do love Twitter, <laughs> basically because you give us all our material. Um, no, um, but this came up on Twitter earlier in the week, and the fact that. The government is doing a disability, and it ties in rather nicely with this. Oh, God, yeah, that one. The government that one. are doing that one. Exactly. Hashtag roll my eyes. Hashtag roll your eyes, yeah. Um, are doing a disability consultation on to try and shape policy, governmental policy around disabled people. Um, and they released one of the questions in this survey that they've released um i can't remember the exact question uh, off the top of my head now that i've mentioned it complete brain fart um somebody's gonna try and fill me in, in the comments now i think it basically said it was like a timeline you you know like when you go into hospital and you get like what's your pain level and That's you get like one. Yeah. a smiley face and then a grumpy face so it basically said how how likely are you to date you know would you date someone with a disability it was pretty much that wasn't it yeah. and it had like you know agree just like you know strongly agree but what was weird was the neutral one was neutral but then the agree emoji had a had a had a sad face the agree emoji had a sad face and the disagree emoji had a 
had a smiley face. Now, but even the question itself, though, even if that was a, a an error, mm. even the question itself, what's that got to do with the bag of chips? How how does falling in love with somebody and feeling attracted towards someone shape policies? Indeed. I don't I don't know. Am I missing something with that? Because people were people had kind of like a mixed view on on it. But I I was just a bit like, why do we constantly have to? bring up sex and disability why are we still so obsessed with relationship and disability um well you see if i was being controversial 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 um one could argue because you know the plight of unpaid carers that we've covered Mm. on life downloaded if more people are dating disabled people that's potentially more unpaid carers if i'm being controversial oh okay okay um, that's yeah because i mean that is probably how you know um yeah that's probably how the government works so yeah i mean i get i get that and i but for me it's like if you're going to have that question on a survey for disability i hope you're going to have that sur- that question on a survey for race or gender or something i think mm. i think it i think my issue i have with this thing is this othering of disabled people well, it's it. like if you're going to do it for everyone if you're going to ask you know how do you feel about um you know dating someone from the bame community mm. agree just think if you're going to have that because we want to look at how you know p- perhaps the black uh, lives matter movement has impacted our relationship with you know people from different ethnicities then then i mean i'm still not keen on the question but no. it, it, i'm a bit like okay okay fair enough so we're all, we're all seeing people as people as we should under the equality act but yeah. I, I bet you they don't no. i bet you they won't i bet you they won't and and the fact is you know Lee, lisa s in the youtube comments has said very tongue-in-cheek because gasp you might breed <laughs> oh yeah oh my god yeah i never thought of that yeah. we don't want that do we no no um um but but you know it is it is one of those things where you just kind of go hey why do you need to know that question unless of course on some weird strange roundabout you think people dating disabled people is going to boost the economy tenfold because we're all going to be taken out for dinner. Who knows? Um, (laughs) Like, it's just, it's just one of those ridiculous questions. And Amy, for your benefit right now, I look like I've been slapped around the face. My, (laughs) my facial expression is like a, as my father, you say, you look like you've, you've got a slapped ass. Um, (laughs) That's my expression right now. But yeah, it is it is the most ridiculous question and should have nothing to do with shaping government policy. Unless, of course, you know, as as part of the new ESA support, I'm going to get Fred from First Dates as my wingman. Like, if, if that's going to if that's going to be like a result of this, that disabled people are going to get Fred from First Dates as a wingman. Then, oh, then... I really fancy him as well, but he just got married, so I can't really. Do, do you have, go a, down have there. a crush on Fred? Yeah, I do actually. It's the French, and I why you buy français I speak French, so I can like you know sway him with my with your, um, with your my French skills. skills. Yeah. Yeah, and my nipple tassels. Um, hey. <laughs> this is a question for you, and this is a funny one that oh, I always get asked by non-disabled people, and it's and um, because I'm conscious of time, because I need to have an important phone call in the next ten minutes. Um, have I, I 
I like, do you feel that attitudes have changed for the good or have they actually gone worse? And I know, and I know this is a really divisive question in the sense that a lot of things I feel like have improved um, on every level. Um, but I, I actually, in many ways, feel like we've probably gone backwards. Or is it just because I am more involved with activism? And when I used to live in like rural Leyland, you know, with my close group of girlfriends and, you know, kind of, it sounds sad, but like plodding along with my life, like just, and not really challenging anything. So, you know, like, I don't know, I just, I wouldn't, I mean, I saw inequalities, but if the restaurant wasn't, um, you know, accessible, I'd just go to another one, you know, so, you know, am I just noticing it more now because I'm like in the heart of the revolution or have they actually gone shittier? I kind of feel like they've gone shittier. I think I think it's a combination of the two, to be honest. I think in lots of ways, yes, they have. I think Sandra's just raised a really good point in the comments because she's just said because of the pandemic as well, lots of lots of things are being swept under the carpet because of, because of the pandemic, because of, and I hate saying the word, but because of Brexit, because of the pandemic, because of all those things, like equality has been swept under the under the rug um i think it's a combination of that i think you know because of the pandemic we've been called vulnerable every day for the last year and you know you see those people going oh we should be let out and those vulnerable people should just be stay in their homes and i think because we're activists and because we're deep in it we we see that stuff because we're keeping an eye on things and we want to you know for bringing projects to life downloaded for for the work that we're doing and trying to further the causes and all all those kind of things i think it's a combination of us being in the eye of the storm but i think it is fair you know to say that things have got worse um at the moment because i mean take last week's podcast for example we were talking about um esa and the amount that disabled Mm. people used to be able to save you you informed me and i wasn't aware that it used to be sixteen thousand pounds it's now Mm. six what mm. does that say? That that to me that is not a positive improvement because it's no. taking independence away from disabled people. So I but I mean actual people's attitudes, like on on the street. Like obviously, when I did the Maltese advert and I got so much hurtful comments after that, I was genuinely sh- like shocked. I knew people could be cruel, but I've ne- I never in all my twenty odd years because I was like I mean. I, no, I was already 30 then. It's only 31 then. You know, all oh, my 31. I know. Well, you know, in, in my 30 odd years, I'd never, ever, 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 ever experienced, I've experienced people kind of looking at me and staring at me in the odd point and maybe one or two young people giggling. But I've ne- I never came across anyone that was so awful. And and I, and I wonder, and it's probably the internet, you know, the internet fosters this, this cesspit of cretins for, for who just feel like they can be verbally verbally abusive not verbally but you know like mm. and, and I think that's probably made things things worse you know that's that chicken and an egg scenario you know it, it, these views were probably always there but they didn't people didn't have the 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 balls to or the platform to perpetuate them you know and if they did they were they were deemed as extremists you know, um, parts of extremist kind of groups, neo-Nazis and all this kind of, you know, far right, um, you know. Um, but, yeah, it's I don't know. I just feel sometimes a little bit sad and I feel very protective of, you know, my kind of community. 
Yeah. And that was another thing, like, you know, using the term disability community. And someone said to me, that, but aren't you othering us even further? I said, well, no, because disability community is, is anyone that wants to safeguard and be uh, an, an advocate for disabled people. It's not just you or I because we live with an impairment. No. It's about anyone who, family, friends, work colleagues, you know, anyone can be part of the disability community. So it's not an othering. It's a, you know, embrace all embracing term for me. And that's how I see it. Yeah, no, definitely. And, you know, I think it's a combination of the internet. I think it's a combination of, of polit- controversial political figures Tories. Yeah. Okay. Tories. Um, uh, but you know, even more polarizing than that is characters like Donald Trump. Yeah. Yeah. You know, those those people those people going to power have enabled people to say things and do things that were politically beyond the pale a decade ago. Um, so there's definitely a whole bunch of new challenges. Um, so. I, I get why you feel things are getting worse because I feel it too and I'd say quite a few of our, our, our listeners, watchers, whatever, life downloaded peoples, whatever we're going to call our lovely watchers and fans and so on and so forth. need to get like a, yeah, you know like when people like Rihanna's got, uh, I don't know what, or, or Ariana Grande's got her... Yeah, a little that, coffee of people. I don't know what they're called. We need to like come that, up with a term. Was, now, let's leave it up to you guys yeah, and girls. You guys, because we're we're all about empowerment. Name <laughs> the fan community of Life Downloaded. Come up with a fan name for Life Downloaded. Keep it clean-ish. Yeah, clean-ish. Yeah, ish. Um, that that's your mission for next week. Come up, yeah. with, come up with fan names. <laughs> drop them to us on Twitter. Drop them to us on Instagram. That's so funny. Yeah, let, let's let's finish this on a on a bit of a positive. But just scrolling back through some of the comments, Adam says he hasn't told his girlfriend that he's disabled yet. Should he do it? It's entirely up to you, Adam. Adam it's entirely up to you, babe. <laughs> um. Then yeah, what else have we got? The lovely Dr. Amy has said when she started dating her other half, she didn't explain her visual impairment. So there you go. Um, so, yeah, everybody's been really conversational. And Sandra... Oh, we like it. Sandra has done her usual and named this episode for us. This episode <laughs> is going to be called Up Tight and Shaven. Yay! How do you come up with this shit? Seriously. She's good. Love She's it. good. She's good. <laughs> Good. Maybe a career in marketing. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> I really do need a wee, so I am going to go. Okay. Um, so, because Sam's bladder is dictating the end of our podcast, but we have just about reached our usual 45-minute limit. Everybody, it's been lovely having you. Please come back yeah. for the next episode. If you're listening to us or watching us on Catch Up, come join us live if you can. And I have been Dan Edge. The lovely lady next to me is my podcast wife Samantha Rank. This has been Life Downloaded, up tight and shaven. And Yay. we'll see you all next week. Stay safe, look after one another. Bye, everybody. Bye.